it was funny. My mom was here. Uh, we, we haven't seen my mom in, in, you know, since we left California and, um, Cole especially has, you know, changed significantly since, you know, thir 13 and a half to 15. And she was kind of laughing because, you know, he was being very, uh, you know, kind of cantankerous and pushing back on, on, on my wife, Jesse and I, and my mom was kind of giggling because, and she pulled me aside later and she said, yeah, she's like, when you were 15 or 16, I couldn't see him. Hey everyone, welcome to Wake Dead, Drink Repeat, the podcast for today's dad. I'm your host, Anthony Palmer. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast this week. Before we get into my conversation with Dylan Casey, I've got some housekeeping to cover. Please be sure to rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. If you do it, and snag a screenshot and send me a DM with it. I've got some WDDR swag to send your way. While you're at it, be sure to follow along with us on social media. You can find us at wakededrinkrepeat.com on most platforms and subscribe to our YouTube channel. As always, you can drop me a line at todaysdad at wakededrinkrepeat.com to let me know any thoughts you might have on the show. A big thanks to Dylan for joining me on the pod this week. The episode title this week, The Sweet Taste of Victory is Afforded to Those Who Can Eat Bitterness, is a quote from Dylan during our conversation that was too good not to use as a title. Hope you all enjoy. Joined today by Dad Two. He's a former professional cyclist, former Olympian, four-time national champion. He's a founder at We Do, and he is now the CPO at Goldman Sachs. Dylan Casey. Dylan, man, thanks for joining me on the pod. Oh man, I'm so excited to be here. It's uh, it's cool to talk about dad stuff. Absolutely, man. I uh, you know I'm I'm slowly working my way down my uh my little like u.s postal fanboy list here because <laughs> i had i had christian you know a handful of months yeah. ago and i i pulled out like a rotted dirty old u.s postal you know cycling cap and uh <laughs> so we're we're checking them off man so thanks for thanks for joining me <laughs> yeah no, happy, happy to be on the list <laughs> absolutely man well um you know sharing with you a little bit before we got cracking one of the things yeah. um that I was really excited. One of the reasons I was really excited to have you aside from just, you know, being a cycling fanboy, was, yeah. um, the cycling piece of fatherhood. And I, and I, I've, I very well have steered very admittedly have steered into that lane in this podcast. I've talked to a lot of endurance folks and especially a lot of folks in the cycling world. Um, yeah. but I think there's such a, I think there's such a beauty in endurance sports, but especially in cycling. Um, at teaching you a lot about life. And I just, I have an yeah. affinity for the bikes and as I know you do too. Yeah. Um, and it's really cool to see through like your Instagram and all that, like you, you have this passion that you especially get to share with your son. Um, yeah. so I, one of the things I really wanted to hear from you was just kind of that journey and how yeah. sharing the passion of the bike with your, with your son kind of has, how that's been for you. Yeah, no, I, it's, um, I appreciate having the opportunity to talk about it a little bit just because it's become such a, a big part of both of both of our lives. My son, Cole, who's 15. And the, the interesting thing is, is that I didn't grow up with the cycling background. I really didn't discover cycling until I got to college. Yeah. And, um, my wife, on the other hand, grew up in a cycling family. Her father is an Olympian. She's a world champion. You know, she grew up with, um, with a lot of the other, with a lot of my other teammates, Christian and George and Lance and, and all those guys. And so, you know, when we, 
when we got married and, you know, obviously created a family, I think in her mind, you know, like for her, like cycling was such a big part of everything that it was just kind of natural. Like, of course, all our kids are going to do that. But I think my approach was a lot different. And I will say that even my wife, Jessica, didn't necessarily say, okay, like we're grooming, you know, a professional cyclist, like wasn't even on our mind. Right. But we rode bikes just because, you know, I mean, we, you know, we got both of our kids. I have a daughter who's 10. We got on both bikes from an early age just because like, hey, that's a cool way to get around. And, you know, where we grew up in, in Menlo Park, California, it was such an easy place to ride around and everybody rode their bikes to school. And, um, you know, it was just kind of like part of our part daily. Of the lifestyle. Yeah, it was just part of the lifestyle. And then um, with my son, Cole, he actually really got into soccer. And I think that that's a, you know, if you think about it, especially with regards to like development um, of youth sports, like soccer is a much more accessible sport to participate than cycling. Um, So, you know, he started doing that um, at a very young age and and my wife was really, really into it. Um, Not that I wasn't, but I mean, she like was a coach and, you know, she was really the, you know, the, 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 the classic soccer mom, so to speak. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And, uh, you know, a lot of times I can, I can remember back to those early days where Cole would have a soccer game on Saturday and, and I would try to sneak in a ride before the game. And in a lot of cases, just ride to the game. To the game. And that <laughs> was like a good way for me to kind of like try to balance those two things. Um, and then slowly but surely, you know, Cole, I started take, I started, Hey, like, why don't we go for a mountain bike ride? And, you know, I would try to take him out. And of course, a few times he got it. I, t- I you know, I, I got him in a little bit over his head, you know what I mean? And, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, and ultimately, I would be pushing him and his bike, or I would be like carrying him and pushing both bikes. And, you know, he, <laughs> he crashed a couple of times this first time, this place in, um, it's kind of above the hills of, um, of Palo Alto, above Woodside. Um, there's this great mountain bike spot called Skeggs, S-K-E-G-G-S, I think. And it's right off the top of Skyline Boulevard. And this is beautiful trails. And it's just like big redwood trees and everything. And I took him up there the first time. And he crashed within like, you know, 50 meters of the parking lot and, and yeah. was yelling and screaming at me. And, um, um, you know, slowly but surely, he's just progressed. And now, of course, to my wife's chagrin, he is just a maniac about mountain biking. Like it's all he can think about and, and, um, drives my wife a little bit crazy, but, um, <laughs> it's, been, it's, it's been a fun, it's been a fun journey. So, uh, you know, I can't say that I did it on purpose, but now he's really into, you know, all these mountain bike races and we've been enjoying that together. Although it's definitely hard being the mechanic and like, you know, sitting in the, the feed zone <laughs> all day long, <laughs> Yeah, it's a little um, bit of a different ball game, right? <laughs> it's a totally different ball game. I'm, I'm the title sponsor, mechanic, swanier, you know, <laughs> dad, everything. So, um, yeah, that's that's how we've gotten into it. And and my daughter is slowly but surely getting into it as well. But I, we'll we'll see what happens. The I'll, I'll speak to your daughter for a second because my daughter Anderson's ten, so she's she's in fifth grade this year, yeah. and um, we she started riding bikes a little bit later in life mm-hmm. um but i mean it was kind of the same like whatever you know we just it, we rolled yeah. into it when we did and um for her birthday this year in may we got her her first like 
you know, she's had like a specialized like hot rock and their hot sure. rod and stuff. Yep. So like, yeah, um, it was a great, which was a great bike, but you know, single speed, all, all pedal base braking, whatever. Yep. So yep. got her her first like real deal bike this year for her birthday. Cause we signed her up for this program. I don't know if you've heard of it. Little Bella's. Um, yes, I have. So, which I, we're loving it. Right. And she's, yeah. she's in the midst. She actually has another session tonight, but we, so we got her a real bike for it. Like I was like, you need some cool. gears. Yeah. Might as well just roll disc brakes. Cause that's the way life's going now. You know, this bike's like a smidge too big for her, but right. I'm like, whatever, right. fine. You'll grow into it. Shit. You know, yeah. like, you're good. And, um, we've been talking about it. We went all excited about it. And we finally went to go hit trail for the first time, um, yeah. this summer on it. And I was like, I started her out on some greenway. We were riding over to this. There's this really cool area in Knoxville, this like kind of trail area called Hall Ridge and the local, it's the Appalachian mountain bike club, the AMBC they've built this, like it's called the dirt lab. And it's literally oh. just like a massive, like skills course area for kids, yeah. specifically for kids to go right. learn. It's got pump tracks. It's got, you know, uh, features, different obstacles, all this kind of stuff. It's really cool. And it was the same deal, man. We were like, I don't know, hundred yards down and first crash. And it's just like, Nope, I'm done. Like, I hate this. This is stupid. I'll never ride my bike again. I'm like, that's fine, but you have to ride back to the car because we're, we're right. far enough away that I can't get you in the bike there. So you have to at least ride back to the car. And if we have fun along the way, we have fun along the way. Like that's totally up to you, you know? So it's evolved since then, but it's a, it's, I don't mean to hijack your story, but it's one of those things where it's funny. Like we, I've struggled personally with that. Like, I don't want to push this too much, but right. I know how much you'll enjoy this. If you let yourself enjoy this, you know, so yeah, finding that, that balance with that as with totally. anything in, in parenting, right? Like it's a pain in the yeah. ass to find that balance. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, it's, that's it. I, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause something that we've really been struggling with, um, with my son and just to give everybody a little bit of context, um, in 2020, I took a new job and that meant we moved from California where we, you know, where we grew up and, um, moved to New Jersey, which is outside of Manhattan. And that's where my wife grew up. So, you know, she has a whole family unit there. Uh, but for whatever reason, my son and my son was playing very high level soccer, um, what they call DA or development Academy or something like that. And, and one day he just woke up like shortly after we moved to New Jersey. By the way, we moved in February of 2020 and, you know, the apocalypse happened. And then all yeah, of a sudden, not a good time. New school, he was, you know, trying to meet people. And he just said, you know, what? I don't want to play soccer anymore. And um, that was really hard, uh, I think, for my wife, especially. But I think it was hard for all of us because it was such a positive outlet for him. Yeah. And if there was ever a time that he needed that outlet and also not to mention just the social component of it, the ability to meet new people. And also, you know, people like you kind of have this whole identity as I'm a soccer player. Right. And, and yeah. he, just, he just said, I don't need mountain biking, but my wife and I made a decision and, and, and I have to give my wife a lot of the credit, but we basically said, okay, look, we, we understand where you're at and we get, you know, why you're having these, these, emotions and these feelings, but we're going to make you play high school, high school soccer, because we think, you know, cause we're basically making a decision that this is going to be good for you. You know, um, 
it's going to be a way for you to make social connections, which are really important right now, especially last year, he was a, a, a freshman in high school. And, um, and he, you know, he really pushed back against us. And I remember having these, these feelings of like, oh man. And he's like, dad, I just want to go ride my mountain bike. And of course I'm like, all right, let's go ride, you know, right. I love, I'll go ride mountain bikes all day long with you. You know what I mean? Um, but we just felt like it was so critical that he at least try. And so we kind of, you know, we had to negotiate with him and we made a deal and we kind of pushed him to do it. And, and I think he's thankful for that. Um, and even if he's not right now, you know, I think he'll be appreciative of it later on because is he, he, is playing starting, still? He, he is playing high school soccer with the, with still. the local. Yeah. And he made the varsity team, which was a big deal as a sophomore. And then, um, but you know, now he's, he's, he's started to make a couple of friends. They're like hanging out socially. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, the seniors are calling him and taking him to parties, which I'm a little bit like, oh, you know, <laughs> about that. Um, um, but I think, you know, just thinking, just kind of like going through that thought process was like, okay, we have to kind of do something that he may not want to do. He may be a little bit frustrated and angry with this, but it's like, in my mind, that's kind of like what parenting is. No, I right? agree. It's, it's been, it's, you know, it's been a challenge, but I think, I still think that at the very least, um, kind of explaining to him why we're making him do that has been helpful. And, uh, yeah, that, that is like, that's the game, right? Like at the end of the day, like if you can figure that piece out, you can, cause I mean, I think about, so a couple of weeks ago at, at Anderson's, um, little Bella session, she was just having a hard time. Like, and she, she is a, she's an anxious critter by nature. And I, that was one of the things I was really excited about with this program is I felt like it's a lot of just empowerment and building them up. Yeah. And, um, and she basically looked at her instructor, her mentor, and was like, I'm done. I'm not doing yeah. this anymore. Like, I don't want to ride over these bumps anymore. It's freaking me out, you know, but was having yeah. a hard time communicating that appropriately <laughs> to them. Right. So they called me and of course I'm out riding with one of my buddies and we're, you know, probably 20 minutes from there. And they're like, Hey, you probably need to come back. I'm like, Oh, awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. Let me just, you know, move a little bit faster and we'll be there. Yeah. Um, so we get back and all of a sudden she's in another group and doing great. And I was talking with the instructors and they're like, we just put her in a different skilled group. Like, right. I think we found her in a better spot. We may have pushed her a little too far. Like it's an adjustment. We'll figure it out. It's all good. So we were driving yeah. home and, I was talking with Anderson about it. And I'm like, tell me a little bit about like what was going through your head, you know, cause yeah. last week, the week prior was your first week and you told me yeah. you loved it. And it was this great experience. And they were telling me that you weren't really sharing that same sentiment with them. And yeah, she's like, well, I didn't want to hurt your feelings and I didn't want you to feel like you had to pull me out of it because I, it wasn't my most right. favorite thing. And I said, well, right. I appreciate that. Two things. One, you'll never hurt my feelings. And right. two, I'm not pulling you out of it. So you don't have to worry yeah. about that. Like we're going to finish this one way or yeah. another, <laughs> but, yeah. but there's a, there's a reason we're going to finish it. And this is why, you know, just because right. we had one bad week doesn't mean that next week's going to be bad. Doesn't mean that we're still not going to learn something from it. And it's, yeah. but it's that push thing, right? It's that, it's that like, yeah. I know what's best for you. You just have to be a little bit more of a passenger in that process sometimes, you know? 
yeah, it's tough too. Like, and you have to kind of have to set aside your own emotions and your own ambitions and things like that. And I think that's definitely one of the hard parts about parenting. I I joke with um, friends, you know, when I was a new parent, I had all these, you know, parenting aspirations, kind of like, you know, kids that graduate from college, you know, are just like full of ideals and, and, and everything's possible. And, and there's something like really beautiful about that. And, and, you know, you want to, you want to, um, you want to foster that. And then at the same time, you know, I got to the point where my parenting aspirations were like, keep them out of jail and keep them alive. And you know what I mean? As long as I can do those two things, I'm yeah. like, I'm winning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it was funny. My mom was here. Uh, we, and we haven't seen my mom in, in, you know, since we left California and, um, Cole especially has, you know, changed significantly since sure. you know, thir- 13 and a half to 15. And she was kind of laughing because, you know, he was being very, uh, you know, kind of cantankerous and pushing back on, on, on my wife, Jesse and I, and my mom was kind of giggling because, and she pulled me aside later and she said, yeah, she's like, when you were 15 or 16, I couldn't stand you. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and uh i i i kind of appreciated that and she was she was sharing some stories um from from when i was that age uh and i and it was funny because um i was in the car with cole the other day and i kind of told him that i told him the story that you know that grandma donna told me and he <laughs> he kind of he kind of laughed he's like well dad does that mean you can't stand me right now i'm like you know, I'm like, we have our moments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I love you. Don't ever forget that. I just don't yeah. always have to like you. Right. Yeah, <laughs> like... <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun, you know, and, and you know, you, you talked with some of the guys, like it's fun, um, for Christian and, and George and Lance had a little bit of a head start on us with, in, with kids. Cause he's got older kids. Yeah. Um, but you know, we, we definitely have some heart to heart dad talks, you know, our heart to heart talks about some of the challenges of parenting. And it's been, it's, it's super helpful to have like a crew of people that you can kind of commiserate with. Absolutely. And, um, that that's, that's been really, that's been really important. Well, and so that's a good transition because it, I think having that crew of people, especially as a guy, right. Like to have yeah. those buddies that you can be open and vulnerable. And we, that word gets thrown around on the show a lot, that vulnerability, yeah. that openness piece of things. And I think taking that a step further and finding that in those people that you get to suffer with that are kind of your training partners that, you know, I um, did this awesome gravel ride yesterday with uh, my buddy, Jim, who's like my, my go-to uh, Yeah training partner and Jim's got a daughter that's a junior in high school. So he's way ahead of me as far as years lived through the, yeah. the dad world. Um, so I get to take a lot of advice from him on that yeah. journey. Um, yeah. But then I also think, you know, he's got one kid and I have two kids and we get to also share a lot of that. I feel like I give to him as much as he gives to me, which is that nice oh, balance piece, but having those things to talk about and having those open those people that, you know, are always there to listen and help. And truly yeah. to this day, one of my, I will, I mean, I, I've, I listened, it's very rare that I've listened to a podcast more than once. Right. Like, yeah. cause who, it's, why would you do that? Um, but I remember distinctively when you and Lance and George and Christian did that 24 hour ride out in the oh, desert, yeah. however many years ago that was, you guys yeah. did a 
fantastic podcast episode. And I remember I was uh, mowing my lawn and like, I think, cause it was like fall. I think I was getting the yard kind of like prepped for the winter. And I yeah. like just vividly remember listening to that episode and laughing the whole time it was on and then listen to it again, like a week later. Cause it was just so like, it was so cool to be a part of like that group of people sitting there talking and sharing stories. And you could tell yeah. that like bond and kind of that camaraderie there. So I, it's a, yeah. it's a very old forward episode. People should go and uh, I'll, I'll have it linked in the show notes, but it's a great episode to listen to. Of, yeah. Uh, you guys, chat. that was a lot. That was a lot of fun. I mean, I think, I think for, you know, for the four of us, since we've kind of grown up together, and, you know, we, it's, it, it, you know, it's kind of funny, the stuff that we talk to each other now uh, versus 20 years ago, you know, <laughs> so different. And, you know, we were so selfish and self-centered and, you know, all we had to do is take care of ourselves. And now well, with good reason, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was, you know, that was our job. That was, that's what we had to do um, to be successful. But I think now we're, we're at just such radically different places um, and to kind of go through that together is really important, you know, and, and, and <clears throat> those group experiences and, you know, um, hope we, you know, obviously I'll plug, we do it later, but, you know, we do is all about kind of like bringing together a community, community of people to have those shared experiences. Cause like at the end of the day, a lot of the reasons we go out and ride our bikes and kind of bash our brains and so that we can sit around after and talk shit about like who did what. And, you know, we right. have this kind of like, we have this, like, you know, we suffered together, you know, like we, we kind of like went through this painful experience together and, and survived and came out, you know, hopefully better, um, as a result of it. And I think, uh, it's that community that's so important. And, and, you know, I think now more than ever, especially everything that we're all kind of going through with COVID and, and, and life in general and all the things that that's, kind of all the challenges that that's presented us with like i think the the realization that we can't do this alone right and um you know it's why that that social connection is so important and i think it's one of the reasons that even though you know we don't earn a living riding our bikes anymore it's still such a critical part of like what keeps us sane yeah and and like sharing that experience and you know the fact that I get to share that with my son and, and even some of his friends. And like, we, we went down uh, for spring break. We went down, we did, we did a, we rented a motorhome and, and did a road trip down to North Carolina and South Carolina. And of course saw George and Christian and, and, um, George's son Enzo was there and yeah, you know, we were shredding at this, at this mountain bike park called Canuga, um, and just having a blast. But like those, you know, that was just, it's just such an amazing kind of like bonding experience. And like, I, those are the moments that I like, or I think those are the things that kind of like pull me through really challenging times um, is kind of knowing that I've got that. And it's kind of, I feel like, okay, you know, if I lose everything, I've still got my friends and I've got my family and I've got those experiences. Yeah. Like if you can anchor on that kind of stuff, I feel like you can endure so much more. I was saying this to, um, I think it was, I had a guest on the show, Travis Macy, who's a, a endurance, he's an ultra runner, but a big time endurance athlete, uh, yeah. just freak of nature. And, um, I was saying to him, it's funny, you know, and, and I, I, I love the endurance sport world. So I am obviously drawn to bring people onto my show that live in that yeah. world to begin with, but there's such a correlation, I think, or there's, well, yeah, I guess correlation is the right word between endurance sports and like just the game of life. And, 
you learn mm-hmm. so much about yourself, about the type of people you want to be around, you know, I mean, cause there's, you, you don't, you don't want to go do a grueling ass ride with somebody that's going to leave you, right? You want right. somebody that's going to carry you through if you're having just an absolute shit day, but yet in the same breath, you yeah. want someone that's going to push you. Right. Right. And like you, you, you look for that balance of that type of human and it, it's inspiring to push you to be that kind of person as well. And it, it, yeah. be it a ride, a run, a hike, a climb, a swim, whatever it may be. Um, you know, so there's so much to take from that. And I think the the listeners of the show will be annoyed that I'm sharing this story again, but it's like, it's that same thing. You learn, you learn as much through the successes as you do through like the failures. Yeah. And I've, I've said so many times on here that, you know, I'm, I'm always happy to come home and share with my kids. Like I just got done with the run. I just got done with whatever. Cause yeah. I think it's good to build that healthy lifestyle mentality. Yeah. But I'm always sure to share with them when I had like an absolute shit run or a shit ride. Yeah. It's like, I want you to know that even though that sucked, I finished it. Like yeah. you still just push through it. Like the, and you yeah. learn a lot in those shitty miles. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Like, like, um, I think it's, yeah, it's, it, that resonates in so many different ways. I can, I was just thinking even today, I've got like a couple of important things that I had to do and I wanted to be like super sharp and, and like mentally prepared in addition to being on your show. And, um, you know, I made a big deal to the kids. I'm like, well, this morning I'm getting up and I'm going for a ride no matter what, because like, yeah. this is something I have to, this is like, this is part of my routine and my, these are the rituals that I do to kind of like set me up to be successful. And, um, you know, I think that's, you know, that's how I try to model for them. And, um, you know, I think also just even, even telling them about the failures, like I can remember I, I, I wanted to get this job and I, it was, um, you know, they, they knew that I was interviewing for it. And I was like, I put together a presentation and like, I practiced it and, I did all this work that they got to witness and I didn't get the job. And I think they were there when I found out and I told them and I'm like, and I said, I said, well, you know, I didn't get the job. I'm pretty upset about it. Like I'm going to, I just need to go be upset for a while. So, you know, give me some space. I'm going to like, you know, kind of like wallow in the misery of failure for a minute. And then by the way, when I'm done, I'm going to be done. Like I'm putting this behind me and then I'm going to go on to the next check. Like tomorrow I'm going to wake up and be like, okay, that's done. Now let's face the next challenge and like try to make that the, the moving forward. The yeah, exactly. Definitely moving forward and kind of like using that as an opportunity to kind of model to them, you know, how I want them to deal with, with failure and setback. And that, and I, I think that's personally, um, important to me because I feel like, especially when I was an athlete, one of the things that was a real strength was my ability to deal with setback and failure and adversity. And also, by the way, when you're in the middle of failing, it does, it's not like you're saying, Whoa, I failed. I'm going to do right. I'm going to right. overcome. <laughs> like, I, I, know I can't wait to learn from this. <laughs> yeah. No, you do not feel that way. It's like, everything sucks. You're pissed. You're, you're cranky you know, you're short and snappy at everybody. And, um, um, even, you know, even this morning, uh, my son, uh, cause they, they were going home, um, from kind of the Labor Day weekend that we were having and he was all bummed out about it. And I was like, I'm like, yep, I, I get it. I'm bummed out too. I'm like, I'm like, you should just be bummed out for a while. 
Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to make that go away. I'm not going to try to say, Hey, it's, you know, everything's going to be great. Just like, you should be bummed out for a while. And then like, when you're done, you're done. And so I, I think that's, that's a big part of it. No, I agree, man. I agree. Well, again, I mean, so this may be a great time to kind of talk about that suffering piece and, and the, we do yeah. thing. Like, talk, talk a little bit about that journey and, in, in um, maybe not so much the reason behind creating it, but like what it yeah. is to you guys right now and what, what, and like maybe how people can be involved with it or, you know, if, if folks don't know about it, how to find out about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can, you know, obviously search on Google or your favorite search engine for, for we do, which is, um, you know, we joke, it's the answer to the question of like, who wants to go run a hundred miles today or ride a hundred miles or, you know, go swim a couple of miles or just do something that kind of puts you in this space where you're like in your head, you know, we talk about getting out of your head and sometimes you just need to get in your head yeah, and, and really like work through whatever's going on. And, um, you know, right now we're, it's basically like a media company, you know, we, we have, we have two shows that one is Lance, um, you know, talking with people in, in his circle about, you know, kind of the path of, of, that they've been through. And, and a lot of it has to do with perseverance and overcoming adversity. And it's this notion that, you know, forward is never straight. And I think, you know, that really resonates. And, and I think it's also a great way for Lance to kind of like um, help people kind of face challenges that they're going through. And then the other show we have is called the move. And that's really this kind of like post-race commentary. Um, and, and um, it's kind of a cool place where, you know, whether it's George and Lance and JB or, or Johan Bruniel and Victor Hugo Pena and, and some others just like talking shit after the race. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of that, that, that post-race color commentary, if you will. Um, but all, and then, and, but, and then there's this brand that I think we're trying to create, which is a space for people to come together to have this shared experience um, around the affinity for suffering. You know, I, I remember, um, I can't remember some crazy mountain stage and, you know, one of these races where it was like, you know, I was probably dropped in by myself and still had 80 miles to go and like three cat one climbs. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I got to get to the finish. And it was like, you know, I don't know if I, I don't know if I came up with it right then in the moment or if I kind of crafted it later, but I kind of came up with this saying, which is the sweet taste of victory is afforded to those who can eat bitterness. <laughs> You know, and so, so it's like this idea that, you know, like that's just part of the process. Right. Um, And so I think that we do is this, is, is this vision that, you know, Lance and and a few of us came up with, which is, is trying to just create this space and this community for people that, you know, come together in that kind of spirit. Um, And it's also, it's, it's been a fun way for, for us to come together and tell stories and um, have shared experiences. You know, we joke like doing that, that race um, in Tucson, the the 24 hours of the old Pueblo, we joke that like, if we don't have like an excuse to go out, like we need an excuse to go out and suffer and train and, and, and make that a priority. So I, I think, it's been a while. It's been at least three or four years since we've done an event. So I think, I think, a new, uh, I think one's going to be coming up here pretty soon. I think there you uh, go. post COVID, if we can pull it together, but 
Um, God, if you all can pull it together, if the world can pull it together, holy shit. Yeah. I know. <laughs> or the U.S. We, can pull it together, maybe. <laughs> that might be exactly. a better way of putting it. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think we've, we've, we've been able to accomplish a lot and, and, you know, all, all the credit goes to, to Lance and George and JB and even people behind the scenes like Dave Bulch and, and Mark Higgins and a whole, a whole cast of, of characters have really, um, come together to make it something special. But I think, yeah. I think it's, you know, it, it's an example of something that it's it, something It's just pure passion. You know, it's just something that we just really love to do. And, um, yeah, I'm excited to see where it's going to go. It's, it's got a lot of potential. It's really cool. It's one of the things, um, when we started this brand of wake dead, drink, repeat, um, I I was really inspired through the ideas of we do of just uh, the premise of, of we do and the premise of the show, the forward. And and I don't know where this show is going to rack out compared to, or in line with my episode that I did with JB. And we talked a lot about it on that episode too, of like, yeah, finding a just group of people that just want to improve and push each other right. and be better and be there for each other. That's really what we were trying to do with this show. And I, I like I said, I brought a lot of inspiration yeah. with it from what you guys were doing just in a different arena of life. Right. But, you yeah. know, I mean, we, it's, it's all the same shit at the end of the day. And um, it's cool that it's, I appreciate as a fan of like getting off the dad train for a second, just as a fan of cycling, the accessibility that you guys have brought to the sport and, and taking a group of people that was really fundamental in the growth and the, like the boom of the sport. And then you guys obviously were away from it for a handful of years and whatever. Um, But then to see that, that same group of people come back and that reemergence of that passion for the sport and just like, building up the women's teams and the women's races and like, like bringing voice to that, which has been so neglected, uh, unfortunately for so long. And it's just cool. Like, it's really cool to just see the, the, that kind of like, as we're naturally going through that next Renaissance, like seeing these same people kind of help to elevate it. It's, it's a, it's a great time to be a fan of, uh, a fan of cycling and to be sharing it with your kids or whoever it is in your life, you know? I think, you know, one of the things that, um, that there's obviously a lot of overlap here, but, um, there's something I've been spending a lot of time thinking about just because I, I, I really believe that it's important, which is this notion of, you know, your tribe and your people. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think that, you know, to the degree that whether we do it through, we do or through our own, you know, kind of personal social networks or whatever, to the degree that we can bring other people up and bring them along. And like this whole idea of inclusion, you know, it's not, I think it's, it really matters. It's not just kind of like a political hot topic that we should care about because it's, you know, kind of in the, in the, the limelight, but it's something that really matters because, especially as I think about my kids, like when we're able to demonstrate what we're doing to be inclusive, you know, that matters to them so much, especially, you know, when you watch them kind of navigate the, the social dynamics of growing up as a kid and in whatever dynamic or situation they're in, you know, whether it's like um, how girls and boys interact or how, you know, 
people with different backgrounds or different ethnicities or whatever interact and, and kind of engage with each other and how they how they see each other. And, you know, I think one of the it's been really interesting to watch, like, for example, Justin Williams, who's who's this really, you know, amazingly talented um, bike racer, really kind of like paved the way for what inclusion looks like on mm -hmm. both, you know, on both the race side and on, you know, on gender. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I know that, you know, we've talked about it, you know, kind of in the we do circle and have been really inspired by some of the work that they're doing. And I think to the degree that we, you know, we can support them and, you know, even having like people like Allison Tetrick on the show and, you know, she's really talking about what she's doing. She's kind of blazed this different path, you know, non-traditional for relative to other, um, women professional cyclists. And so I think like when we get to do that and then, and then tell our kids about it. Like my son, you know, saw one of those episodes and was asking me about it. Who are these people? And like, what's their deal? And, you know, he gets to see that. And it's, you know, it's, again, it's back to that kind of modeling. And um, I think that there's, there's a lot of fun overlap there between like the stuff that we're doing in we do that we're obviously super passionate about, but then how that overlaps to being parents and the overlaps to being members of our community, life. members of the world, you know, of the world, so to speak in life. I think there's something really powerful about that. And what's fun is it's not like it's a zero sum decision. It's not like you have to make a choice between this or that. Right. Right. You don't have to say, Oh, I, I only care about this. So I'm not going to focus on that. And um, I think that, I think that that's a super important cause. And I think we have, you know, I think there's a lot of work to obviously to be done um, in that whole space. And it's such a, it's such a charged topic and it's, it's unknown and scary to talk about, but you know, those are some of the things that I get really excited about, especially when I think about what the future is like. I think it's a, it's such an important thing and it's, it's, we, it's funny. I think how, like, I, cause I do, I love the word tribe and I think that the word has gotten used very loosely at times now too, because it's become trendy or whatever, but like that, sure. there's that passion piece to it of like, <clears throat> you realize within your group and, and COVID has really, I don't know that it's taught people this, but it's certainly, I hope has opened people's eyes up to this, like the impact that one individual person has on so many yeah. other people. Right. Yeah. Negative or positive. And it, the negative yeah. tends to spread a shit ton quicker than the positive, but they'll both spread, um, yeah. you know, and, and just how important that, that core group is and, and really identifying who those people are that you want around you, that you want around your kids, that you want your kids around, that you want influencing yeah. and building up because there's a lot of shit in the world, man. Like, and, and we can't as parents, like we can't be on everything. So you got to hope that those people that are around them, that the, the sports that they're playing, the clubs that they're in, whatever, that there's good people there to kind of help open eyes yeah. and continue to drive. Cause it's, we don't get to be passive, um, in our, in this life anymore. Right. Like there's too no. much, there's too much. Right. And it's, I, I love what you just said about not necessarily just that it's not singular, that like we can be very open and constantly kind of working towards all these things at once. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a cheat, it's a, it's, this is going to sound really cheesy and I don't mean for it too, but a, a bike is a great way to kind of, mm -hmm. as we started the show, it's a great way to get you there. It's a great way to keep those conversations rolling to, yeah, it, it, it does a lot. It's a, it's a very important tool, I think in life for people. 
Yeah. You know, one of the things that I've been super excited about in the last year or two is just the, the whole focus and, and the, the fact that mental health and mental, I love mm-hmm. the actually for mental fitness is now part of our discourse, right? It's like, it's top of mind. And, um, you know, I, I talked to, um, my kids about, you know, I remember my son was having this like really difficult moment and was super upset and was kind of like questioning himself. And, and I just remember this phrase that I heard during one of these, like one of these meditations that I was doing that, you know, you're not your feelings or you're not your emotions and telling him that I'm like, Hey, look, like what you're experiencing right now is not who you are as a person. Like it doesn't define you and you're not limited to that. And so I've been trying to like sprinkle in some of these practices with the kids, even though they all roll their eyes at me like, dad, we're not meditating. You're crazy. Like, you know, what, what's all this box breathing bullshit that you're talking about, (laughs) you know? And, um, but I think like, it's a particularly interesting time. And for me, you know, also just to back up a little bit, one of the things that I've also been super excited about as a athlete. um, And by the way, what's funny is like, you know, I was, I've been a biohacker my whole life practically. And like the term is like, so, you know, popular now. And there's this whole movement around, you know, kind of optimization. And of course, that's something that we talk about a lot at we do and of course next ventures which is the fund that lance started um because that's kind of the whole thesis of that of that investment fund is like we we really believe in and lean into this idea of optimization but it's not just about sports right this is about how do we optimize to be to be good at life yeah and um um so the the kind of like the marriage if you will of technology and performance has been really exciting for me. And, you know, a company that we, that we invested in Aura Ring um, is kind of a, a great example of that. Yeah, there you go. I got mine on too. And, um, you know, just being able to make that something that we care about um, has been really powerful. And I think I, it's like, I love leaning into that stuff. And even like, um, you know, I started with my kids and um, w- with my wife every night at dinner, or at least when we actually sit down to have dinner together, you know, we say, okay, what went well today? What, what didn't go well? And what are we grateful for? And they all, you know, they, they, they kind of like push back on me a little bit because they think it's woo woo, but now they're starting to do it. And, they, but you know, they're starting to think about like, okay, what happened that was good today? What am I grateful for? And I think that those little things, um, you know, can go a long ways. And um, it, it's kind of what I'm, I don't know, right now I'm particularly excited about, it. I think, one of the positive side effects of COVID and and the experience that we're having right now is that that now we get to say, um, okay, this is important. We're going to make it, you know, part of what, um, you know, no more, no more screwing around. My daughter and I, for the longest time, every night at bedtime, we did what's, you know, one thing you're, one thing that made you happy today, one thing you were proud of today, whatever, one thing, um, that bummed you out, that wasn't good, that could have gone different. And then one thing you can do better tomorrow. Right. So it was kind of that, yeah. like, and there, there's something, I forget what it's called, but it's like rosebud thorn or something like yeah, that yeah. is that whole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, but I love that. I love that piece. I mean, we, we joke, we don't joke. We we've talked about it before in our house. Cause we're not like the most religious of people by any means, but 
yeah. we still kind of at dinner when we sit down, try to have this conversation about gratitude, about like just this acknowledgement of like our place in the world and how like, <laughs> you know, at least we got this food on the table. We should be thankful for the farmers that yeah. grew our food. Like let's at least have a conversation about that, you know? Um, yeah. But anyways, it's yeah, an well, interesting, it's an interesting piece of the whole, uh, the whole parenting journey. Um, but I, I appreciate the inclusivity piece there that you were talking about. I, I don't know. Did you, I was going to ask you, as you were saying that, did you guys, do you keep up with professional mountain biking much at all? A little, mostly through my son. Cause okay. it's pretty much all he watches on YouTube, right? <laughs> There's a, I guess it was like the, it was, it was, they had worlds was a couple of weeks ago. That's and right. um, like the women's course was just, brutal and a whole bunch of chicks just had like really really yeah. shit races and yeah a lot of them were posting stuff on social about like mm-hmm. how they how piss poor their performances were how upset they were about it but like yeah. you saw this groundswell of them talking about their yeah. mental health and building each other yeah. up and not letting people be trolls on the internet and rip them down and all, like and it was so cool to see like Emily Batty, like just as one that I know for sure, she posted this whole thing about how, you know, finish the race with tears, never done that before. And like, but how that one race doesn't define Mm -hmm. her career, who she is and how you got to take everything. It was just a cool, it was cool to see that community come around them. And then people continue to be like, yeah, keep talking about this shit. Like it's important to have people with platforms talking about mental fitness, mental health, whatever you want to call it. You know, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a big thing. I think it is. I think, I think it's also, it's so accessible for us. Right. Yes. Meaning that like, it's something that we can actually, you know, make change with, and it doesn't take a lot. It doesn't cost a lot of money. It's pretty much accessible to anybody. Um, and it makes a big difference. And so, you know, even things like, just drink more water, just go to sleep, you know, just yeah. like make that a priority. Um, you know, it's funny. I think, um, when, when, uh, when I joined Goldman Sachs, um, one of these like wall street, whatever bloggers, if you will, wrote an article about me joining the company and how I was potentially going to have a hard time being successful there because my Instagram or whatever had posts about how great my sleep was. And I was just like, I was just, I was just laughing so hard. I was just like, yeah, okay, buddy. Like, come on, let's you and me, let's get on a bike. Let's see who's, you know, like I'll, I'll take you on, you know, I mean, I'm just like, like that whole like idea that like not sleeping and grinding in the office for 16 hours a day is somehow a badge of honor. And I'm just like, no, that's clearly that you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think that those, I think just, the fact that, that we can make that a priority, um, is, is going to be something that really benefits a lot of people. Right. And I think that that's, that's where we win. And and even, you know, especially as a parent, when you can either model that behavior or just say, Hey, like, look, like, you know, getting enough rest, um, being mindful about what you eat and what it does to your body, um, understanding the correlation between that and like, for example, if you were really struggling during that math test, well, maybe, you know, maybe there's some things that you can do to actually make, make a difference there. And it's not like, Oh, I'm not good at math. No, no, no. Like, let's think about what you did to prepare for that day. Like, yeah. you know, did you, did you do the work? 
did you take the time to rest? Did you eat well? Did you have, you know, did you clear your mind in the morning, you know, when you got up or did you just wake up and get on Instagram right away? Right. Like those are the little <laughs> things that like, you know, I've been trying to teach my kids and, and I think that we can talk about publicly and make it actually okay to care about those things. And, and then, you know, that can have such a positive effect. And like I said, it's, it's pretty much for free. No, it is. I mean, it's, it's, it is for free. <laughs> like, yeah. you, just, you just have to work a little bit sometimes. Right. And, and then yeah. it's, it's that whole uh, concept of healthy habit building and it's a right. bitch to get started. But once you get started, you're like, all right, I got this, you know, like yeah. you, you get to that phase where like what you were saying this morning about your workout, like you, you become very protective of that space. Cause you're like, I have sure. to have this to yeah. know that I'm going to be in a good position to do everything else I got to do. Oh, totally. I remember when, when I, when I stopped racing and, um, you know, I got, I, I got a job at Google and I was so excited to like make this new career. And I was like, you know, all in, like so focused. And I was, and I am like, I'm not riding my bike. Like I am done doing that. I am so focused on this job. Like it's all I'm going to do. And I realized, holy crap, like I don't have time to think, you know, I don't have time to like work my shit out of my head or like, I don't have time to deep, like, I, I didn't realize until I stopped doing it, like that, that block of time every day that I spent training was more than just, you know, physical. That was also, yeah, where I was working stuff out in my head. And so I, I went back to making that a regular part of my routine. And in fact, now I think that's actually like part of my job. Like in order for me to show up at work and do the best that I can, I need to do that. So that's, I like, I actually count that, you know, I'm on the clock when I'm on the bike. And yeah. I mean, I was, I even, you know, today I, I went out and did a one hour ride, but it took two hours because I pulled up, I was pulling over the whole time to take notes about stuff I was thinking about. Yeah. You yeah. I, mean? I, uh, <laughs> I have, I am a, a master now because I, I, I end up running more than I do riding these days just because it's quicker, <laughs> you know, with yeah. kids, young kids and whatever, but I'm, I'm, I'm very big on the, like, I send myself text of like, yeah. thoughts or things, right? Like, so I'll pull a phone out and be like, totally. you, know, I'm, you tech, voice text it to yourself and uh, it's hilarious, yeah. man. But that's, you get the mind, you get the mind rolling a lot during that. I was listening to um, a podcast with uh, Ryan Holiday and yeah. uh, Dean Carnazes and they were talking about just that endurance running and being authors and how that yeah. running time is writing time. And like, mm -hmm. they both were talking about how they come home and they like look at their spouses and they're like, don't talk to me. I need 10 minutes to get all this out of my head and onto paper real quick. You know, like, exactly. exactly. You get the pot stirring while you're doing it. So yeah, no, I'm a huge fan of that. Well, man, did we solve enough world problems? You think we're ready to head into our rapid fire questions here? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> um, all right, man. Well, first choice to you. What's your, or first question to you, excuse me. What's your, uh, what's your drink of choice? Ah, uh, let's see. What am I drinking right now? Okay. So it's probably, I mean, I, I think I got spoiled by hanging out with Lance and, and he's kind of well known for the, for the Lanceritas. Lanceritas. <laughs> um, and so I, I definitely enjoy a good margarita, although I've kind of, I, I, I kind of have a twist on it, which is probably very similar to the way Lance makes his, but it's fresh lime juice. So you got to squeeze it. Then a little bit of Contra, not, yeah. not like a full, I just want uh, just a little, cause I don't like all the sugar. Yeah. And then some good tequila. Um, I'll plug Patron just because, you know, they've, they've been good to us. Um, 
and, and then a little bit of sparkling water on top of that. And, and some, um, I throw one of the limes in there and then I put, I like to put a little mint leaf in there. Oh, that's kind of like, I'm, I'm sure I'm violating some margarita rules with that. Oh yeah. People are pissed right now, but (laughs) yeah, I I know somebody's pissed, but that's kind of, that's one of the ones that I really like to make. Um, and, but I got, I kind of go through phases, you know what I mean? Um, of course, I've really been into um, dry farm wines and I know that's kind of plugging another brand, but, but they make these, uh, you know, they basically curate all these wines that um, are really low on sugar, low, like chemical, all that stuff. And, um, and I think all of their wines are grown with actual rainwater. So no irrigation. Uh, Okay. So kind of that natural wine component piece. Yeah. Cool. Exactly. So I've really been into that lately. Um, But yeah, this, you know, of course, being close to New York, I'll have a good Manhattan every once in a while. So yeah, of course. Yeah, being I was uh, I, I was impressed. I saw your spin drift when we were talking, and you're I think yeah. you're the only other guest I've ever had on the show drinking a spinny mid show. Oh, really? I, I love spin drift. We my wife yeah. and I, we we have might as well own stock in the company at this point, man. We no <laughs> we go through, but I will say a lime spin drift. Your yeah. exact margarita recipe you were saying, but yeah. instead of just Topo Chico on top of it, you throw a lime spin drift in there with it. And it's, that yes. is, that's a great, easy summer drink right there. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. We, we hammer that one. Um, all right. Next question to you. What are you, what are you listening to these days? What's on the, what's on the playlist? Uh, so funny that you asked that. Cause I've been going down this like music rabbit hole lately. Um, interestingly enough. So just the other day I was out, on a ride and I'm kind of brainstorming about this, this idea, um, around music. And I don't know how this thought popped in. Oh, I know what it was. Is I was thinking about like the history of the music industry. And there's this great movie called the, I think it, I think the title is the harder they come, the harder they fall. And it has this song in it with that title by Jimmy yeah. Cliff. Yeah. It's this old reggae song. Yeah. I love Jimmy and, Cliff. Great song. And, um, so I've been, I've been kind of on a, like an old school reggae music binge lately. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that, you know, both my parents were hippies. I was born in Berkeley. Of course, my name's Dylan. So, you know, it doesn't get any more hippie than that. And so I grew up in, you know, in our house, there was like old school reggae music playing all the time. And so I was, I was kind of reminiscing on that. Uh, so anyway, a lot of Peter Tosh, a lot of, you know, obviously Bob Marley. Um, um, Jimmy Cliff, uh, and also just you know, if 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 your listeners want to check out this old film, I don't even know where you. I don't even know if it's on Netflix or anything like that. But it's it's about this you know Jimmy Cliff um, trying to like get into the music business and kind of the hold that the rec that the that the radio stations had originally. You yeah, know, and kind of like how how you got airtime and and the labels and all that. So it was kind of interesting. So anyway, that's, that's been my latest playlist. That's cool. I'll have to check that movie. I haven't seen that movie before. Um, I was on a wickedly hard, and I do a lot of times in the summer, but I was on a really hard steel pulse. uh, Oh yeah. This summer, man, I could not, I could not turn it off. Um, But I love, I'm I'm very seasonal in my music too. I feel like it's like summertime is this fall is this winter is this, you know, you got to kind of run through it, but um. Well, speaking of parents, what's, what's the most important lesson that you learned from your dad? Most important lesson. Um, well, 
I'll, 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 t- I'll tell a story that I think translates into a lesson. Um, and, and then I, I meant to say this earlier, kind of about my son's discovery or, or introduction to sports. So I'll tie it, I'll tie it all sure. together. But so when I, when I was, um, I, I had just finished school at Santa Barbara and um, I was doing uh, an internship with this company called Communication Research Associates. And it was in Philadelphia. One of my professors um, from Santa Barbara was um, a member of this firm. And they were basically like a, like a, a management consulting firm. And I had ambitions. I was going to do this internship and then um, hopefully go to business school at Wharton because the owner of the company was a professor there. And like I had it all, all dialed in, right? And of course, I didn't do that because I, I kind of woke up one day and said, you know, all I can really think about is racing. I just want to race. And if I don't really, if I don't go for this, I'll spend the rest of my life regretting it. So um, I, I ended the internship. I obviously pulled out of that program. I went home back to California and I drove down to go see my dad. And I said, and I, I remember I was sitting at the bar with my dad and I said, dad, um, I'm not going to go do this business school thing. I want to go race. And I have one thing that's like over my head and it's this student loan. And I said, will you pay my student loan while I try to race? Cause I had, you know, I wasn't going to, I had it. I had no idea how I was going to make money. Basically live sure. off price. So he said, he said, no problem. I'll pay your student loan. And, um, and he paid my student loan for, you know, for whatever those years until, until I got a job and started making money. And, um, I think the lesson, you know, kind of what he uh, enabled me to do was really, you know, kind of this, this notion of like chase after this dream that I had. And so, um, that's something that's really stuck with me. And so when I think about what I want my son to do, whether it's soccer or cycling or, you know, being an artist or being a YouTuber, you know, talking about band life, whatever, whatever it is, as long as it's something he's passionate about and really enjoys and like, really like throws himself all into it. That's all I ever really want for him. And I think that that's one of the things my dad taught me. I think that's great, man. I mean, that's like the, that's a great takeaway. Yeah. I'm not even going to try to, I love that. It's a great, it's a great lesson. It's yeah, a, it was, that is, that's the role of the parent, you know, I mean, yeah. you got to, there's a, um, I, I was sharing with you before we started recording, you know, we used to ask at the top of the show, our guests, what their definition of a today's dad was. And probably my favorite definition, one of my favorites we ever got was uh, a local musician here in Knoxville, Eric Baker. He, he said, um, that basically, a today's dad is the, the, um, bumpers on a bowling lane. And like, it, yeah. it's such a great piece. Cause it's like, you know, they're there you know that they'll support you. You know that you, what, whatever, if it's financial, if it's just emotional, if it's whatever, yeah. they're going to help you, but they're also not going to let you like, yeah, get so far out over your skis that you just are fucked. <laughs> like there's, yeah. there's a little bit of balance there, you know? Um, so yeah. it's, that's, that's a cool lesson. Um, yeah. well, last rapid fire question to you. What's, um, what's a trait of yours that you hope your kids inherit? Um, I think humility is, is a good one. Um, and you know, I think, I don't know. 
I don't know if I can say I have humility because then I'm not very humble, but, right. uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's, it it's something that happened yesterday, um, that really kind of stuck out to me. So just to kind of give the context a couple of weeks ago, we, we were at this place that we like to vacation and we have a home here. You know, one of the neighbors kind of like came up to us. We were out, out on the, out in the water. It was like, you know, Hey, do you guys live here? And it was, he was kind of being an asshole. And, um, he came up to us yesterday and, and I don't think he knew who we were or, did, or didn't recognize or something, but he walked up to us and my son and my daughter and, and everyone was there. He walked up, he said, Hey, you know what? Like a couple of weeks ago, I came up to you and I said something and, and I think I came off as a real asshole. And, um, I just want to apologize for that. And, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, I was just so thankful that my son was there to see that. And my daughter yeah. was there because I was like, okay, that is what you call like, you know, being accountable and, and like owning it and having some humility. Like he had to put his tail between his legs and come up and apologize. Absolutely. And so like, that was just one of those great moments that I was like, so excited that like, you know, okay, they got to experience that, you know what I mean? And so I think like that type of, that type of humility and accountability is something I think is super important. No, I agree, man. I agree. That's a great, that's a great trait, a great lesson for any kid or for all of us as adults to yeah, work on, sure. to, to hang it on, you know, that's, that's a good one. Um, yeah. well, Dylan, as we, as we kind of wrap the show up here, man, um, take a second, let folks know where they can follow you on social, talk a little bit about we do again, if you want, as far as like folks yeah. signing up for the membership, any of that kind of stuff. So just take a second and, yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm Dylan Casey on, on both Twitter and and uh, Instagram. And then, um, we do dot team is, is the, the website. And we have a, we have a really, really great membership platform. And, and in fact, we got some really cool things coming out pretty soon. Um, cause it's an area of the experience and the product that we really want to lean into. Um, so more to come with that. And I think, you know, as we roll into 2022, um, we're really excited to, to start thinking about other platforms and other sports and, and really kind of building out the, the kind of repertoire of the stuff that we get to talk about. But, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, it's about bringing everybody together. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it, it really is a great thing. I mean, everybody who's listening to the show, at least it's a listener coming from past episodes knows that, uh, my love and, and passion for cycling and, um, it's a really great thing. I, I can't recommend the the membership stuff enough. Just the perks. I mean, let alone that you get that you basically are paying for a t-shirt every year, which is wonderful <laughs> that you get a free t-shirt or you get a t-shirt to refresh the old one. But the yeah. the content in and of itself, the the you know, listener or the membership perks of early access to some of the videos, then just the the cocktail hours during the tour and whatnot. I mean, yeah. it's 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 worth it's worth it. I I absolutely love um it's a it's my, it's how I get my cycling news. It's the best way to get your cycling news <laughs> out there, man. Yeah. So it's, it's good stuff, but um, absolutely, man. Well, Dylan, man, thank you again for coming on the show. I really enjoyed this conversation. I'm glad we got to solve some of the world's problems together today. This is a, this is a good one for my soul. I needed this one today. So thanks for, thanks for coming on. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. It's fun to kind of talk about this and share stories. And, um, you know, I think, being a dad is, as I like to say, is the best, hardest thing I've ever done. So I think, you know, for all the dads out there, you know, just keep on 
We need best hardest metals, man. That's like that's it. <laughs> Although that might you might wind up on a porn site too with that. I don't know. But <laughs> we'll we'll see where that takes you. But <laughs> well, guys, thank you everyone for uh, being a part of our Wake Dad Drink Repeat community. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode as much as I did. And uh, as always, remember Wake Dad Drink Repeat. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Wake Dad Drink Repeat is an independently run podcast that is edited and produced by me, Anthony Palmer. I would love to hear your thoughts on the show. Give us a follow on social media, subscribe to the podcast, rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, or shoot me an email at todaysdad at wakedaddrinkrepeat.com. Thanks for listening.